a straw hat. In each episode, we're gonna recap. It's Silent All Blue with Xander and Matt. Welcome to Sailing All Blue, the podcast where we are setting sail in the world of One Piece. My name is Xander, and here with me is Elbaf Warrior Matt. Matt, how are you doing? Doing just fine. Definitely as hungry as an Elbaf Warrior. Give me some. Give me some meat with bone in it. <laughs> just give me a. Give me a big chunk of meat. Make sure there's one bone. Give me that Fred Flintstone. <laughs> give me that Fred Flintstone. Ah, Matt, are you ready to finish this arc? Yeah, it's been a while since we've had a two-part, uh, a multi-part arc. Last, yeah, it's, you know, it's yeah. been since Arlong Park, really, because Low Town, Reverse Mountain, Whiskey Peak have all been one one-offs, one episodes. But now we're about to finish Little Garden, and boy, howdy, am I excited! You're excited, all right? It's it's interesting that we have. Uh, a big long fight again because this 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 um segment uh is pretty much all the fight yeah for little garden it's like little garden is half set up half big fight and it's a pretty dynamic fight yeah and in fact that's a good a good segue into what we're going to be doing here today for those of you who are new to the podcast uh welcome i am going through one piece the first time xander is going through it for the first time, times like 11 billion. <laughs> and each episode, we're recapping a, a chapter selection. And I have not read ahead. So this is the this is as far as I've read. Uh, so between last recording and this recording, first time in a while, I've had to sit between arcs, between finishing an arc, too. Thanks, Xander. <laughs> you're welcome. And you're welcome, audience. He gets to suffer along with us as we wait for chapters. Yep. Wow. So we're going to recap the chapters, chapters 123 through 129. Uh, and we're going to kind of highlight some things that we each liked or noticed or even disliked about the chapters and kind of get our get our bearings for where we'll, we'll be sailing off to. So we start off chapter 123, where we left off, where... Mr. Three, the holder of the wax wax fruit, has captured Zolo, Vivi, and Nami in his giant candelabra. And we have uh, Luffy, Karoo, the chocobo, and the thing on top of Karoo, Usopp, uh, ready to wreck it. Because uh, the candelabra is encasing Zolo, Nami, and Vivi in wax. They're becoming wax statues. Uh Joining Mr. Three are Mr. Five, uh, who has the ex that explosion fruit. I don't remember the exact name of it, but he mainly um, fights explosion, by... Explosion, like, explosion fruit, probably. I also don't remember it offhand. Yeah, I don't know if it was like the bang bang fruit or, or what. It's been... It's, it's been how many weeks since we read Whiskey Peak? Uh, and their partners, Ms. Golden Week and Ms. Valentine. Uh, we already know Ms. Valentine's ability is that she has a weight-changing devil fruit, but we don't know what Miss Golden Week does. She's she's a secret right now. So, again, Luffy looks at the giant candelabra and goes, I'm going to wreck it. Uh, and Zolo is making a cool pose, so when he hardens, he looks cool. He, he's he got his priorities right. Yeah, every, like, Vivi and Avi are like, 
what the fuck are you doing? He's like, I'm making a cool pose. And like him and Nami are having some banter. And Phoebe's like, what the fuck are you idiots doing? Like, we're going to die. And they're just like, I mean, it's not my fault you didn't make a cool pose. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're we're going to highlight every time Zolo goes, look, guys, I'm making a cool pose. And we're, it's it's more than two. So Mr. Three throws a wa- uh, his wax candle lock at Luffy, and it basically is this giant candle that uh, wraps around his legs and makes them stick together. Luffy, though, now has an idea with this, and he swings around uh, the sword that's pinning Broggy the Giant in place. Oh yeah, the, there's Broggy the Giant. He's a giant Elbaf warrior. He's being pinned in place by a bunch of wax swords. Uh, Luffy swings around it and uses the his hammer kick into the candelabra, breaking both the stem of it and the wax around his feet. So we see, importantly, that the super hard wax can break the super hard wax. And that's going to be a consistent thing throughout this fight. Uh, this this does not free everyone, though. In fact, it makes it worse. Yeah, it makes it worse because now the the heat of the flames is, is closer to them and making them... Uh, making the, the wax melt hard, harder. Uh, Mr. Three forms a wax wax art harpoon to throw out Luffy, and Usopp, being useful for what might be the first time in the series, uh, slingshots a gunpowder star at Mr. Three, which uh, Mr. Five, our explodey boy, deflects by eating it. But this whole process still knocks Mr. Three's throwing arm, and the harpoon goes off course. Mr. Cor- Five is, of course, fine. It's like he has bad gas. Yeah, it just explodes in his belly. He's like, oh, that tasted, a l-. you know, the taste could have been better, but it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> so so once again, uh, Zolo is really happy that he chose the pose since they are still, as you pointed out, fro- going to be frozen in wax. Keep ticking that Zolo's happy with the pose counter up. Uh, Luffy keeps using the can- Mr. Three is keeps throwing those candle locks at him and Luffy's using them to... Uh, hit the environment so uh both to break himself out of it because there's so much wax around he's using it to kind of clear the area and it's been there's been um i noticed with the art there's been a lot of these weird perspectives um we've been i've i think we called it out back during whiskey peak as well that there's been a lot of play with um with perspective Mm -hmm. and in this one we've gotten these weird like the same types of angles but in smaller panels and it gets this weird like almost fisheye perspective and while it's a neat idea in in execution i i find it actually a little bit hard to follow so i wonder if this is actually maybe an anime advantage uh being able to follow how everything flows because I, I found I found it a little hard to find how the fight flowed, because we get these like backgrounds and then not very detailed action, and then background. But it was it's because all the panels are small instead of large, it makes it really kind of hard to place everything. You end up with just like a lot of detail that looks like fuzz. Yeah, I I can agree with that. Uh, the first time I read this, and even like rereading it, I always have a hard time kind of following out, like because the dialogue a lot of the time is what carries a lot of the action because like as luffy keeps getting like trapped in the wax and stuff and breaks through other waxings like um those waxings are being created on the spot by mr three to like block luffy from punching the candelabra he's like oh wax wall yeah so like it, it's always a bit hard and like there's one panel specifically where we get to see the uh elbaf warrior at the like when we were like i'm like i was like what the fuck am i looking at 
because how Oda's doing, like showing people are in wax is the line art gets a lot lighter. And so I was like, I couldn't tell that that was uh Brogy's face because his whole face is taking a panel, but half of it's in wax. And I was like, I don't know what I'm looking at. <laughs> it took me a second. Yeah, big thing that we we liked to point out ever ever since the beginning is Oda uses a lot of these texture lines, uh, and where there's wax, it that stuff actually really disappears, and instead we get kind of the borders of the wax. Uh, but the la- that smoothness being gone kind of leaves you with an almost blank space. Yeah, I have noticed a lot more a lot more like solid inking here though. Um, for a while, uh, I think probably back even to Arlong and Logetown if we go further back. But it's just compare, contrasting that with where we started in the series. Um, there's a lot more reliance on these, like these full ink blotches um, and a lot less reliance on the texture lines. Mm-hmm. This is just this is an art. That's an art roundup there. <laughs> Luffy uh, gets this weird look on his face and all of a sudden goes, I don't want to save you guys. While Ms. Golden Week says, colors trap. So my guess here was there was she has some devil fruit power at play here that we're gonna have revealed uh and we'll we'll get to what whether that is so luffy is indeed caught in a trap uh and miss golden week is it reveals that she's able to use paint that can hypnotize people she doesn't say she has a devil fruit and throughout this she doesn't say a devil fruit so is my my guess was that we were about to have a reveal of a devil fruit power and at least throughout this arc, it isn't stated whether she has one or not. And I just found that interesting if if it's kept coy, whether it's an actual power or not. But anyway, the, the paint that Luffy has been trapped with is a sigil on the ground colored in betrayal black that makes you want to betray your friends. So Vivi uses reverse psychology on Luffy. Oh no, Luffy, please don't move out of the circle. And that, that gets him out of it. But unfortunately... Ms. Golden Week is now in time to paint laughter yellow on his shirt, and he's just crippled with laughter. He's got that that big old open Oda mouth right there. Karu comes in scratching uh, the yellow, uh, which weakens the spell. Uh, but now Luffy gets stuck to bullfight red on the ground, just just punching it. And for the next couple panels, there's there's Luffy. No matter who's talking. Luffy is off on the side, just punching the ground. Which is really funny. It is, especially because he's complete. He he's acting completely aware, but he's also just punching it, and he's like, "I can't stop doing it." So to finish Luffy off, she combines uh, sorrowful blue with the yellow, with the remaining yellow on the shirt to make a calming green. Like, yay, primary colors. So now he's taking tea with her because she's been drinking tea this whole time. And now they're they've sat down. They're they're gonna have a tea party for a while. Which again, it it shows up in the background through all the shots, and it's just funny because Luffy's drinking tea, and we're gonna see uh, how much whether or not like his reaction to it later. So again, Zo- now that uh, that Luffy's been taken out of action, Zolo is super smug because see, Nami and Vivi should have stuck a cool pose like him. Yeah, he's like, you're lost. Yeah. <laughs> Because they're all complaining. He's like, well, guess he should have stuck a cool pose. So since U- since Usopp and Karu uh, are dodging around, really try- trying to help out, uh, really Karu more than Usopp, uh, Mr. Five... F- s- fuck off. U- Usopp <laughs> is being brave and, like, running in and shooting things. What are you talking about, Usopp? Like, more, more of the fucking chocobo. Go fuck off. Shh. 
Usopp's great. Well, we'll get to Usopp finally being useful. <laughs> so Mr. Five's little, like, s exploding snot cannons aren't really doing anything. So, because they're too fast. So, well, time to pull out a gun. Like, this escalates. I feel like there's, <laughs> like, we escalate hard. So, while still dodging exploding bullets, you know, credit to Carew on that one. Uh, Usopp does manage to shoot a fire star at Luffy uh, to burn off the paint and also his jacket. He is not happy with with the tea because we, we see like scenes of him like begrudgingly having to drink the tea. So now he's like really mad and shirtless and jacked. Mr. Five reveals, though, that he can turn even make his breath explode. So since they circled back around to get the star off, the exploding star off. He's able to make his breath explode in a wide enough area to make them actually get knocked down. So we now cut to Sanji, who this whole time is still on the boat. Well, well he did capture a T-Rex. He did, because uh, he and Zolo have their whole contest as to who can capture the bigger thing. Mm -hmm. It's a mystery theme we'll explore later. Uh, he finally starts to wonder where everyone is. So we have like two pages of him just like walking through the jungle. Uh, and the saber-toothed tiger tries to pick a fight with him, and then the next panel, it's got like a a like a a welt, and Sanji's riding it. He stumbles upon the wax house, like, huh, this is interesting. So with with Luffy back in action, Mister Three makes a candle mech. Candle mech. And at this point, I want to point out that um, Nami, Zoro, and Vivi are now fully covered in wax. They are now wax statues. So now there's a clock. Yes. Taken. There's, we, we now have gone to even more um, stakes, which again, like it's it's nice to really have stakes in One Piece, because I feel like it, it took until around Barati for us to finally have stakes, so it's a little bit easier to get invested in the fights. Yeah, but let's talk about this fucking mech. Hell yeah, we could make a whole episode about the mech. Dude, we won't. Candle Champion. <laughs> like, <laughs> one cool ass name two cool ass design well it's a very old school style one it's more of like a toriyama style design it's it doesn't follow like the the kind of either real real robot stuff that you would see from a gundam or the super robot stuff from mazinger yeah, no, this is like a big big chest tiny little string arm. it's like it's like a uh, project arms if they were giant robots I, I swear i've seen this exact robot in dragon ball somewhere. probably yeah it does feel like like something out of Dragon Ball, but that doesn't make it bad. Uh, the the cool part is that then, uh, just like painting minis, if you've ever painted Warhammer minis, he Miss Golden Week paints him. Which yeah, is is there a mini that they sell of this, or do we have to three D print it? <laughs> I imagine that there probably is a like a figure that exists. I don't know if there's like a model kit or a mini that's paintable, but. I imagine there's probably something out there and you could probably just paint over it or like reprime it and make it a cooler color, whatever, whatever color it actually is, because all we see, you know, is uh, black and white. I forgot what its colors are in the uh, anime. I think there's like red because I imagine it's always like red. Yeah, for some reason, I have an image of it being red. I don't I don't remember if I saw just a colored page somewhere or what. Either way, uh, the mech is also able to move. Which means that he doesn't just make statues, he makes moving things. Yeah, he can manipulate wax real well. Yeah, so in even Luffy thinks it's cool. Yeah, Luffy's like, whoa, so cool. Yeah, so uh, they're, they're punching each other, but Luffy can't get through the mech's hard exterior. 
and while Usopp realizes that the candle flames are melting the wax, which should apply to the mech and uh, Vivi, Zolo, and Nami. However, Ms. Valentine hops on top of Usopp and Kazoo, uh, increasing her weight and keeping them down. Uh, we need some kind of, like, step on me mommy meme here. <laughs> no, we don't. Fair. <laughs> One Piece is wholesome. There's nothing There's nothing bad about One Piece. There's nothing creepy. No, yeah, she's just, like, sitting on him and just, like, 10 kilos, 100 kilos, 200 kilos. And I'm like, that's a lot of weight. <laughs> Damn, Usabi. Well, Karu's been carrying so much of this on his back already. <laughs> So anyway, uh, at, at Usopp's insistence, uh, Luffy takes Kazoo, uh, Karu's rope uh, and lights it to make a fire whip. Uh, so this fire tornado that he's got going uh, starts melting the wax, uh, melts down like the uh, the robot, and it starts it starts to free um, everyone. So Mister Three runs off into the jungle, and Luffy goes after him. So they're both away from now the main area. So Ms. Valentine jumps up and she's trying to do a, a 10,000 kilogram guillotine kick back down onto Usopp. But Nami and Vivi, who are free from the wax, knock her away. Then Usopp yells out exploding star and fires another one at Mr. Five, who again swallows it. But get rused. It was deluxe pepper sauce. And he is mad. So Usopp, Usopp finally useful. So Mr. Five... Uh, it's like, okay, I'm going to self-destruct now. Uh, but Zolo knocks him out with some flaming sword strikes. This somehow stops explosions. So Luffy wanders into Mr. Three's wax mansion, a whole ma- wax museum of lifelike Mr. Three clones. And, you know, it's it's like the whole uh, mirror scene from The Man with the Golden Gun, uh, where he's got to try and find the right one. And Luffy just immediately kicks the right one. It's like, how did you know? Instinct. Yeah, and, and that was all after, like, Mr. Three's like, you rely too much on instinct. You'll never find me. And then he gets fucking kicked in the face, and he's like, how? And it's like, instinct. And then you get the big, like, doom over Luffy's head when he says it, because it's epic. It's cool. It is. It, it, but it does a, it also does a really good job of, like, showing, like, the knife slowly being pulled up from behind the back. Like, all this... This whole tense scene, and then, bam, kick to just, like, kind of shatter the expectations there. So, we cut back to Sanji, who is back in the wax house, drinking tea instead of helping, when the phone rings, and he answers it in the best way possible. Hello, this is Restaurant La Crap. Would you like to make a reservation? (laughs) Sanji's so good. Sanji's really funny. Again, I can't tell if he has, like, a Brooklyn accent or really sassy uh, English accent. Yes, I always I always picture Sanji with the Brooklyn accent, but that's because I my first experience with One Piece was Four Kids. So I, I feel like it works with a with like a really sassy British accent as well, like Poshbury's accent too. Yeah, well, um, as Oda says, um, Sanji's like if nationalities were like a thing in the world, right? To give it a comparison to ours, uh, Sanji would be French. Yes, that fits That fits entirely. Uh, so anyway, uh, the guy on the other end goes, it's me, Zero. Mr. Zero. So cool. Who's Mr. Zero? I mean, we know. We, <laughs> we, we know. <laughs> that, that's the whole problem, is everyone knows. 
So Broggy is sad because his friend is dead. No, wait, no, he's not. <laughs> Joke's on you. Turns out the giants are bad warriors and don't care for their weapons. So his attack didn't kill, uh, didn't kill Drogi. So we, we, we're back to Sanji. He's bluffing to Mr. Zero. Like, yeah, totally eliminated the princess in the straw hats. No need to worry anymore. So Mr. Zero is going to send the unluckies to verify and send them the eternal pose for Alabasta. So Mr. Three and Ms. Golden Week can return uh, since the crucial part of the plan is beginning. But And the unluckies are like already there. So they show up and Sanji just kind of like puts puts like the phone down, kicks them down, and he and he plays it off on the phone as if he oh yeah there was like some extra straw hat uh, who was still there, uh, but didn't you didn't you already say you killed you killed them all yeah but you know there were just some extra so this this is unacceptable yeah it's like they weren't as dead as I thought they yeah, were yeah yeah they were just mostly dead so since this is unacceptable after hanging up. Mr. Zero tells Miss All Sunday to send Mr. Two to dispose of Mr. Yeah, Three. And real quick, can I point out that there's just so we all know that, you know, the name of Mr. Zero is, is Crocodile because that was revealed in um, um, Whiskey Peak. Yeah. And he has like this giant ass fucking crocodile that's like a st- like like this thing is massive. Oh, yeah, it's bigger. It looks bigger than the wax house. Like, this thing is like a, a story tall, at least. This thing, ta- like, it's just giant. And, and Miss All Sunday is just, like, petting its nose, like, oh, like, as if it's a dog. Which, granted, it is a very cute alligator. So, like, I get it. Hopefully, uh, we don't continue the trend of Oda being terrible to animals and have horrible things happen to that crocodile, right? Yeah. I don't think anything happens to the crocodile. Who knows? I honestly don't remember. <laughs> but I don't think so. Remember, Oda is only mean to dogs. <laughs> yeah, Oda's mean to dogs. <laughs> Oda's just mean to dogs. Uh, Smoker's crew has captured an interesting transmission. So, um, Tashigi, the fake Kuina, is admiring a new fine-grade sword she got that apparently apparently the Grand Line is just like a pinata of good, of good weapons. When Smoker calls her up, uh, and their snail listening device it picks up on like tiny bits and pieces and they, they catch um, they catch between that and Mr. 11 who they catch. Okay. So 11 was someone else that they captured then. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what Vivi's partner's number was then. Um, Mr. 10 or something. Anyway, at, at Xander, don't at me. Yeah. He's supposed to know at this. Sailing all blue on Twitter. Yeah, they know that uh, they should head to Alabasta, and it seems like eternal poses grow on trees because everyone has them. Uh, so they have a way to they ha- uh, they have a way to get there, but it, it kind of also makes sense because the ideal way to travel in a world like this would be a map plus a couple eternal poses. Then you can always reach land and triangulate your position. So it's good to know that like eternal poses aren't there is one eternal pose for Alabasta. It's like no, I, there's there's a bunch of them. They they make they make them off the press. Yeah, like they they manufacture them in some way. I, yeah. I still don't know how eternal poses are made, but I assume it's just like it's a pose that can't be changed. It's just like a different chemical in the in the ball. Who knows? Yeah. Well, since they since they say that the the regular log poses. After an indeterminate amount of time attuned to the magnetic field of an island, like Little Garden, it's supposed to take a year for it to attune to. There, there's pro- it's probably a log post that gets locked in some way to that field. 
that that's that's how I would guess. Yeah, but I'm just curious how they're like manufactured. Like, how how do they get built and put together? Granted, it's not important to actually know. I'm just always curious. Like, how does this work? I mean, I, I mean, not how it works. It works off uh, Oda magic, <laughs> but I'm just curious, like how they're constructed. Let's co- let's continue. We'll con- we'll continue. The important bit though is uh smoker and crew are on their way to alabasta and eternal poses grow on trees which is i I think an important bit of world building to get out there yeah i i mean they're made of wood right so yeah yeah the girl the girl on the log post tree that was fed a devil fruit or something (laughs) the log log tree the log Uh, log tree (laughs) which doesn't produce wood you'd be the answer may shock you (laughs) so everyone's chilling by the fire uh, bittersweet that they're going to be stuck there a year because they don't have a post yet anywhere else when Sanji shows up. Uh, Sanji thinks uh, Dory the Giant is Mr. Three. Wait, how do you know about Mr. Three? So Sanji recaps the call and he reveals that he's got an eternal pose. Yay! We can get out of here now. And then they have a rice cracker party. Yeah. And Sanji and Zolo uh, get into their whole hunting contest thing. Uh, which is kind of a mirror of Dorian Brogy's cont- uh, contest. Yeah, especially the ending. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to the ending, how it's even more on the nose thematically. But yeah, the Giants are there to, to, to see off the crew, not just to give words of encouragement to always sail on, but also because, lo and behold, the Island Eater. End chapter. So, uh, despite the monster, the crew listens to the Giants going, just just keep sailing on. We meant that literally. Yes, and Us- Usopp is the one who, who's like, Nami's like, turn it, turn around, and Usopp's like, no, we're going straight ahead, right, right, Luffy? And Luffy, like, with actual confidence, like, yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. But U- Usopp's the one who, uh, who does a brave. Usopp, Usopp <laughs> being brave. He's gonna be an Elbaf warrior of the sea one day, he's gonna meet him, he's gonna be brave. It's, I think it'll take, it'll take one more Usopp being, being a brave for me to to stop trashing Usopp. Yeah, it'll take a while. <laughs> just wait. Oh. It'll it'll take four hundred chapters. Oh, oh, just four hundred. <laughs> oh, that's nothing. Yeah, yeah, just four hundred. I mean, what? That's like what a quarter of One Piece. Yeah, nothing. So, uh, so as as the ship is entering the fish, the giants perform this joint attack on it that spins it around and causes it to spit the ship back up, launching it away. Uh, and this attack breaks the giants' weapons. Uh, and they've got this cool pose of holding their broken weapons out. And now we cut we cut to the we cut to sad giant backstory. It's it's the the you know the the black pages to show we're back in time and like giant backstory. It's like what you know years ago, some little girl asks which of them caught the bigger sea monster, uh, which leads them fighting. Uh, but then we we quickly end sad giant backstory. I was afraid we we're gonna have some long backstory, but no, it's like two three pages. Yeah, no, it's just like how did the how did they get there? It's like oh, they were like the big skeleton, like the two skeletons we see on the island are like <laughs> the things they hunted and were measuring, and then they just kind of forgot why they were fighting for a hundred years. Yeah, it it zooms back out, and it's hey, there was something important we forgot, and you and it and that's the panel that shows clearly that the mountains on little garden are actually the sea monster skulls and then the then the then the dual o'clock volcano explodes again and it's like oh dual o'clock we'll figure out whatever we forgot later so back on the merry-go uh zolo is training and sanji is making food 
and we get the reveal that Nami now has a fever. And then we cut over to Mr. Two's ship, where we get the ominous back reveal as he and his crew are setting sail to hunt Mr. Three. Dude, I love Bond Clay. Because we, we do get his name, Mr. Two Bond Clay. I love Bond Clay so much, but I'm very excited. I think something I'm missing is what happened to, like, Mr. Three and Five and Golden Week and Valentine. Like, did they just leave them knocked out in the middle of the jungle? Yeah. Yeah, they kick their asses and they're like, all right, we're done. Job's done. I just feel like it, it, it's just kind of left. Yeah. I feel like the giants are still there. Dead. Yeah, they just left him for dead. In the middle of the jungle where we know there are saber two tigers. I mean, like like I said in spoiler time, I know I know certain number certain of them come back, so we know they get out. But the the other there's actually a big retrospective piece here I'd like to have where something that pretty much throughout this this arc, especially the chapters we just went over, mm-hmm. um, and especially at the end here, the chapters have been better and better about having these like small lead in cliffhangers that that keep you on edge for the next chapter. It's almost like the whole Thousand and One Arabian Nights thing, where like every night Scheherazade left it on a cliffhanger, and that's how you get to a thousand and one nights. Just like how you get to a thousand and more than one chapters of One Piece. Uh so now like especially for something that released week to week, everything is ending on a cliffhanger to make you want to keep going. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to save you guys. Here's the, we've captured an interesting transmission. Nami has a fever. It's me, Mr. Zero. Uh, all these, all the chapter transitions. Yeah, with Nami now, uh, like, passed out with a fever, who's going to navigate? Zoro? <laughs> Is Zoro new navigator? Uh, Vivi? I don't know. V- Vivi would be the obvious choice, but we all know. Zoro will be like, I'm second and I'm the I'm the second guy. I got this. Somehow doesn't get to Alabasta. <laughs> Somehow ends up back he at Whiskey Peak. The, he, no, he finds he finds the one piece. He, 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 yeah, yeah, no, he finds the hidden leaf village. Like, how did we get here? <laughs> and then Eisen breaks the illusion. And then um, Eisen breaks the illusion. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like naturally Usopp would try and he would be the one to wind them back at Whiskey Peak. Usopp's the one who's been sailing the ship. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess he's our helmsman. Is his now what he's really doing? So I, I think though that all this uh, leading off on these cliffhangers mm-hmm. is probably a big portion of how, as as other shonens kind of slumped over time, especially at these chapter counts. Um, that's one piece did a good job of retaining readers. I think this way very much so. I, I feel like if we were getting similar chapters like in the early ons where things just kind of ended. Um, like kind of like things were resolved and there's nothing kind of teasing what's next. I don't know how well one piece would have done in its, uh, uh, early years. Cause like those, those like cliffhangers, like those things, like getting you hyped for like what comes next, especially when Luffy's like, nah, I don't want to save you. When I first read that, I was like, what the fuck Luffy? What? What? And I'm like, what the fuck is a paint trap? The fuck? What kind of bullshit is this? And then next chapter happens, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, no, this makes perfect sense. Okay, I got it. Cool, cool. Yeah, and it's not that other shonen don't do that. It's just, I've noticed that it's been consistent for the past um, several arcs that it's been 
that almost every chapter has ended in a way like that. Yeah, and it was something for you to get like excited for at least like like ooh what what's next like something that will make you if you are binge reading it make you definitely turn the next page or get to the next chapter which now i can finally do yay yeah you can finally continue because i normally don't get to continue on i only have to stop uh whenever i finish readings until we record speaking of which what is our homework assignment our homework assignment is the start of drum island which i'm very excited for this arc uh so you'll be reading chapters 130 to 141 so you're gonna read like 11 12 chapters all right drum island is this gonna be like a musical themed island yeah you can say that <laughs> i mean arlong park wasn't actually a park which i i still don't understand that one but I for the longest time I thought it was gonna be like my image was safari zone. There, there was like a there was a pinwheel, that's very park like. I guess I mean the park was like kind of his house, which was like a pretty sweet mansion. Yeah, it's pretty pretty sweet place. Whis- Whiskey Peak had partying, all right. Lil Garden was like ironically named, so we're 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 keeping in there. Um, Syrup Village moved like molasses. <laughs> Oh my god, that's funny. Fuck. Because you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. We will never be done dogging on Syrup Village. Dude, I love Syrup Village. <laughs> but granted, it's only after me like reading a thousand plus chapters where I'm like, I like Usopp. You will too, eventually. You'll be like, I like Usopp. He may not be your favorite, but you'll be you'll grow to respect Usopp. Is your new goal to make me respect Usopp? Yeah, because I've already I already got you in the One Piece. You like One Piece now, so now it's just get you to like Usopp. It's we'll just keep setting the goalposts further and further. We'll see if it takes <laughs> another season for me to get there. Yeah, yeah, like Usopp, Usopp's the the end game. Yeah, you may you may want to set some intermediate goals there. Um, but speaking of Syrup Village, we haven't really talked about the one page chapter headers, the, the chapter covers. And we saw our old friend Django the Hypnotist uh, this arc. We did. Who's still at Syrup Village? Yeah. And no one, no one other than like the 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 three boys know anything about about Django. Just gonna moonwalk away. <laughs> like no one else <laughs> saw them, and he's just like eating in like what the cafe. I think that usopp took the the gang whenever they first like uh met him yeah before like everything hit the fan so he's just like eating yeah the yeah the, the rest of the villagers no no one's not there was just a brawl by the beach just a ton of destruction again why kuro's plan was dumb anyway with that we're gonna set sail onto drum island Thank you all for setting sail with us into the world of One Piece. If you like to keep up to date on releases and what the current chapter assignments are, be sure to follow us on Twitter at SailingAllBlue. And we'd like to give special thanks to my good friend Birdie for composing our wonderful, amazing intro. To check out more of Birdie's amazing music, be sure to follow them on Twitter at HeyIt'sBirdie and check out their works on Spotify. I'm a big fan of the album VIMP. Links to everything will be in the show notes. See you out on the open seas. But man, fucking that mech is always so fucking cool. I want it 3D printed. Especially since Mr. 3's power is 3D printing. (laughs) 